everybody welcome once again to the rec poker podcast as always our official sponsor is running aces racetrack and casino uh two other sponsors learn pro poker and website amp and in this chats edition of the podcast we're going to hang out with samuli sipala just known known him as sam uh, but he is the <laughs> uh that is his, his name he is a professional poker player from finland uh he's he's one of the beasts of poker pros uh we're going to talk a lot about plo and a lot of you folks have been saying let's talk a little bit about plo and so here we are tonight going to talk about that but let's first introduce our panel my name is steve fredland i go by rec poker steve in the home game on poker stars and Dan Reed said, you will know, you will show your poker greatness by the hands you fold, not the hands you play. And I'm actually the first one up this time. I'm Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game and at Hold'em underscore Steelers on Twitter. And I'm just here to tell you that if you're not taking game selection and bankroll management seriously, then you're not taking poker seriously. Stick to the unsexy stuff. It matters too. <laughs> I'm John Somsky, Poker Geek MN everywhere. And uh, I have a quote from Doyle Brunson, poker is a hard way to make an easy living. <laughs> Rob, you want to jump in there? Uh, I'm Rob Washam, Ramman 50 everywhere. And I've discovered that in the Orleans tournaments, bluffing is allowed and is preferred. Rob is on this tour to find out who 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 let him bluff and who won't. <laughs> nice. Exactly. And I'm Chris Jones, five by five on Poker Stars and Twitter. And I was late joining tonight, so I don't have anything witty to say. <laughs> so and you messed up Jim because now alphabetically we were all messed up. But we actually started a little bit early. But a couple of quick things before we jump in. We're gonna talk about these things later in the show, uh, but I want to make sure that you are aware of them. As we've been saying. If you want to stay in the PokerStars Home Game Club, there's some things you have to do uh, by the end of the year. Uh, also, our free chat and training sessions are now available for purchase. Uh, seating is limited, so go to rec.poker, check that out there. We do have a bunch of coupons and giveaways that we're doing all over the place to give you discounts on that, including tonight. The members that are listening, listening in, uh, we are going to do a drawing uh, for a coupon for one of those. And then save the date, January 27th is our Rec Poker Awards show. Uh, super excited about that deal uh, as well. So with that, uh, let's jump in here. Uh, his name is Samuli uh, Sipala, and I probably butchered that. Uh, he is a professional it's, poker it's player. Good. <laughs> Sam, it's Sam, welcome good. in, man. Welcome in. Thanks. Thanks. Nice to meet him. Nice it to meet him. We're, we're, we're really excited to have you. We haven't had you on yet. We're a couple hundred episodes into this deal, and we need a, we need a high-ranking PLO uh, player to give us some credit. So, so welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Are, are you actually uh, very, very nice to be here? Not not sure about the high ranking part, <laughs> but I mean, I've been around. I've been around for a while now. I've, I've been around. Yeah, you look like you're like 16, and you said, "Well, 10 years ago when I was playing this." I'm like, I don't think that was 10 years ago. <laughs> but so, are you actually? In, are you in Finland right now, Sam, or where are you at? I I am. I am, and it's the darkest darkest day of the year here. Not that it matters too much because it's 2:30 a.m. here. Yeah, and wow. I I gotta say I haven't seen much of the sun. We're pretty far up there in the Nordic scale, so you know we get sun maybe from eight a.m. until three p.m. Mm. And I usually wake up at three fifteen p.m. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we got that. And so, and so just to be clear, the darkest day of the year, we're recording this on the winter solstice. So in case people yeah. are nervous that you're having the darkest day of the year in, in Finland, it's, it's literally the darkest day of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
So let's let's hear a little bit about your story. Now we're going to talk a little PLO strategy. We're going to talk a little bit about your experience with PLO, but just tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get into poker? Uh, what are you involved with now? Tell us about that. All right, sure. So uh, I started poker quite young. That's what I was saying on the earlier a bit about how I ten years ago I did this and that. So I started when I was fourteen. Uh, my dad used to play. And uh, it was kind of a, our mutual hobby. Hmm. And it took off from there. There and uh, uh, I, started, I started with sit and goes, then went to cash, busted my dad's bankroll, as one does when you're 14. Uh, had, a, had a serious talk with dad. He told me, son, it's all right. It's all right. Hmm. Get, a, get a summer job. It, it wasn't much. It was a couple of hundred dollars. And I was like, I was telling my dad, like, sure, sure, sure. But on the back of my head, I knew, no, no, no. I knew that free rolls existed. I had full points. I had everything. So sure enough, I started crowning free rolls and then, the, then made some money and won the tournament, paid my dad back, started chopping up the stakes. And when I was 18, I was playing 25, 50, no limit, heads up. Hmm. So that kind of took off. But then eventually... I found some some other hobbies like sports betting and roulette and stuff that you shouldn't probably find when you're 19 <laughs> or 18 and uh, busted busted quite quite fantastically at that hmm. point. Hmm. Like, yeah, that's like, an easy uh, thing to do. Easy easier thing to do in those markets, that's for sure. <clears throat> it is. It is. Now, have you have you always been online focused? Has there been a time where you played a lot of live, or has it really always been online? I played live too. So uh, when I busted my bankroll, there was a uh, one one Finnish like a uh, old time pro- professional who kind of wanted to back me and one of my friends, Johnny Okimani. You might know him. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's a pretty known PLO player, party poker pro as well. So I think he's actually he going to be doing a blog series for us, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, 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 for exactly. Us. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, so. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I kind of toured EPT and other tournaments for a couple of years there with a unified bankroll with Mr. Yoni. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun for sure. And, and I but saw mostly, somewhere... mostly, mostly still, I would say I'm an online player. Okay. And I saw somewhere uh, you were asked in one of the interviews, I'll forget the magazine or whatever, but you were asked about your favorite tour stop and you mentioned the Aussie Millions. Yeah. Talk, yeah. talk a little bit about that. Is it, is it because of the play you experienced in tournament? Is it the location? What's the story there? Well, it's the location for me and it's the time as well. So it's usually at the start of January and the start of January in Melbourne is very nice. The start of January in Finland is not as nice. <laughs> so that, that helps a lot. That helps a lot. Then I actually managed to win, win a one PLO tournament there. I won... Like uh, I have their ring for 2.5k Halo tournament, so uh, that's a pretty special memory. Memory, so nice. Well, the reason I ask one of one of the folks in our chat, we have our members can sit in on these things. Uh, one of our members, Troy, is from Australia, and so you now he's now enjoying the fact that you're talking about how great Australia is. But he he was asking how how old you are now. Uh, curious if you're willing to reveal that because you're less than 60. I can tell that. Uh, I'm 28. I'm 28. 28. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so an old man, an old man in the game. Uh, oh, but, I feel like it. Yeah. 
Well, let's. I want to talk, start talking about PLO because I'm kind of a human interest guy. Like I would just love to talk about your story for forever, but I know we don't get a lot of uh, non Hold'em folks on there, so I want to get an opportunity to kind of dig into some of the some of the pieces sure. there. And I was, uh, I'll get this started, and then I'll kind of let some of the wizards jump in here. Uh, but I was interested in. Um, in, in one quote from a VIP Grinders article, and it, it's, it's about pre-flops hand selection. Uh, because I yeah. play PLO some, but I don't play a lot. But when I play it, it just feels like the, the whole strategy at the recreational level just seems like everybody try to play like 90% of the hands, just limp. Everybody's playing 90%. And we play bingo. And then at one point I got the nuts and somebody else has the nuts. And then by the river, somebody else has the nuts. And just whoever <laughs> happens to have the nuts last wins. Like it just, that's what it feels like to me. And so the, the, I want to talk a little bit about hand selection and PLO. And the, the quote is this, every player in 2020 should know their preflop ranges like the back of their hands. This is a quote from you, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> however, to my experience, they do not. And they're not alone. Much to my own shame, even I still do preflop mistakes nearly every session I play. And I am a man who played nearly 500,000 hands last year with a decent win rate at the mid stakes. The fact is that playing a perfect game preflop is hard and takes a lot of effort to master, something that not many are willing to do. And so maybe talk a little bit about, because from a, from a real outsider's perspective, I look at preflop hand selection as sort of, yeah, it matters, but it really doesn't in PLO. Maybe shine a little bit of light on that for me. Yeah, I kind of dis- disagree with the, with the aspect that it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's easy. I would start in every form of poker that you kind of want to learn strong fundamentals. You want to have a strong core which to build on because poker is a very complex game. It's at some point you're going to face river check race ranges and stuff like that. It's, it's just going to be hard. So it matters a lot on which aspects you build your game on. So that's why you should start with a preflop because it's the easiest one to learn too. Like you don't need as much tools or simulations or anything like that and you often see in poker in any form of poker as, as well I, I think that uh, if you do a mistake early on it kind of multiplies when the action goes on and one more point like when you're playing your proper ranges it's much easier to play as well like you're gonna get the spots are just gonna be easier and you know better how to navigate them yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I just think that's what, that's what I'm seeing whenever I played is like people just, they kind of throw caution to the wind. They say, I'm just going to play every hand and I, I, clearly it's a mistake, but, but you know, are there some, just maybe, maybe I'll just start here and like, let the wizards jump in, but what's, what's a rough idea for a VPIP for, for PLO? Like just what's a general overall, how many, what percentage of hands should we be playing in PLO? And I know it varies everywhere, but just generally. Yeah, so, so, so in 6-max PLO, you usually see around 30. So you, get, you can go a bit tighter. So you're going to have uh, winning players that play at 24 and winning players that play maybe at 34 or something like that. And that's 6-max, you're saying? That's 6-max, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot lower than what I've seen in the PLO games that I've seen because I think it's generally it's – it's no limit holding players like, yeah, this is fun because everybody's just limping and I can just see a million flops. And how fun is that? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, this, it's gotta be like 80, 90% for some people. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm a bit curious where, where, where are these games you play? <laughs> so, so, so Sam, we need to get you yeah. to come to Minnesota, play a $50, right. $50 live 
PLO at Running Aces Racetrack Hotel and Casino, uh, and you I'm will in. crush, but you'll have fun doing it. And Minnesota's about <laughs> where Finland is. We get, we get the winter thing. We understand that deal. All right. That's cool. He's like, now where is this exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sonsky. Yeah, I was just going to ask. So I love mixed games. I play all sorts of them. PLO is probably my weakest of all of the mixed games. And I think it comes from the fact that I play so much Hold'em and you see combinations that if you had that combination in Hold'em, that would be a winning hand. You know, you see the straight and if you make the straight, you're likely to be winning. Whereas if there's a straight and a flush draw, then you need to be even more careful that someone isn't going to be getting the flush draw or, uh, in other words, I find myself drawing to the second best hand more often in PLO than it seems to happen in No Limit Hold'em. So for players who have played a lot of Hold'em, what are a few a few pieces of advice to get them started down toward playing good, sound, fundamental PLO? Well, you kind of... I think you kind of answered your own question there, like uh, try to, when it comes to post-flop, obviously there are a lot of more draws in PLO than in No Limit. So you should be, especially if they're multi-way, you should be always drawing to the nuts. So you want to have nuts flush draws, you want to have nuts straight draws. This is just because when you, when you hit your cards, you want to get, you want to be sure that you have the best hand. The smaller straights, it's very, or let me rephrase, it's very easy to lose a lot of money with a small straight in PLO. It's, it's so much more common in PLO than in No Limit. Rob, did you have something? Yeah, I, I, I play a little PLO online, really small stakes, you know, maybe 10 cent, 25 cent type stuff on ACR or Ignition. And one of the things that I see is there's people that open a lot. Uh, they open race. And I look down at my hand, and I don't care if I have two aces in it and they're suited. I usually don't raise, open raise. I mean, what are, the, what are the guidelines that you would use to open raise? And do you, when you open, do you always raise? Or is there limping involved in your strategies? So I don't, I don't use a limping strategy in six max games at all. So when I'm usually when I'm getting into a pot, I open, I, I come in with a race of some sort. When you're asking about the ACs, the usual guideline that I that I like to do is kind of see the stack to pot ratio that's left after the flop. So let's say that you get to you have a hundred dollars, and you get to three bet to fifteen. So now when opponent calls, the pot is going to be. $30 and you're going to be having $85 behind. So now your stack to pot ratio is less than three. That's quite easily playable with pair of aces. You usually can just go with it. There are some, some boards obviously that you're going to be, want to be more cautious like queen check eight, for example, and you just have the dry aces. You don't want to stack in there, but let's say the flop is like 10, four deuce or something quite dry. You can quite comfortably just push the money in and make a, decent chunk of the EV in chips. And another thing in, in Hold'em, we know that position is really, really important. And 
in PLO, do we have the same um, feeling that position is key? Definitely, e- even more so than in uh, in Nolan Holden, because the equities in P- uh, Potlum and Omaha run so much closer than in Nolan Holden. So, a random hand against a random hand in PLO, like even if I get dealt four random cards and the opponent has aces, I'm still going to have what thirty percent. So if we have a lot of playability on flop or like we have a lot of a lot of stack behind, I, I'm going to be able to do. Uh, I'm going to be able to cause a lot of a lot of trouble for you post flop if I have the button. <laughs> and that, this goes even further if you just add cards like you play PLO five, PLO six, whatever. Like when it, it works in every form of poker, when the equities run closer, the stronger the position comes. Yeah, and Sim, Sam, you said you were uh, you kind of came up in heads up no limit, which is a game where you see a lot of wide ranges post flop. So you yeah. developed a great skill playing post flop with wide ranges. That feels like that would be a good aid um, in PLO because you're also, you know, it's harder to put people in exact boxes when it comes to ranging. Do you is that also part of it? Post flop becomes more important. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But I I do say that in all forms of poker, I would. I, I usually watch people to try heads up just because you're, you're going to make a lot of money post-flop in, in every form of poker. Or if your whole poker poker experience is just to try to get shove the money pre-flop in, you're going to miss quite a big part part of the game. So I usually watch for starting heads up, no matter if it's no limit or post limit. But definitely that comes up in PLO, PLO as well. You're going to see a bit more flops in PLO because you're supposed to. That's why it's more action. Right. <laughs> so one of my, you know, I'm also not that uh, versed in PLO, but I've played a little. And one of my uh, assumptions that I think I've come to is that the difference between tournament and cash game play in PLO is more significant than it is in Hold'em. Like there's just a bigger difference in when you're playing uh, tournament versus cash. So I'm wondering if you can talk about uh, the difference between those two in PLO and what are some of the big strategy differences between playing tournament PLO versus cash PLO? That's a, that's a good question. I mean, and it's, it's, it's quite a hard one at the same time because PLO is so much less sorted out than No Limit Hold'em. It's what we have in No Limit Hold'em, we have what, 1,300 combos approximately of starting hands. In PLO, we have 270,000. <laughs> so it's going to take quite a lot of more processing power to solve PLO compared to NL. That's why you're going to see a lot more recreational players and even professionals who really don't quite yet have figured it out, even though they have the best computers and stuff like that. So <laughs> the main difference... Hmm, I, I would say it's... it's it, it, it must be the ICM still. Like, I mean, it's a bit of a boring, boring answer, but there is really no better, better feeling in poker, in my mind, than having a huge stack in a big PLO tournament when it's the bubble time. I, it, it's just pure pleasure, guys. <laughs> right. I feel the same way, Nolan and Holman. There is not, there's very few better feelings than that if you know how to exactly, feel. Exactly, but but think about it in PLO because like yeah, anything the yeah. equities equities are closer and the ICM pressure is basically the same. So when you when you have a huge stack, you can really really do absolutely pretty much whatever you like. 
Yeah. So one of the one of the members in the chat, uh, Keith, one of one of the good ones, uh, made a comment. So do, wait, 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 taking is off Keith on one that, of the good members or what? What does that mean? One of the good. Yeah, that's right. One of the good yeah, members. Some some of those other members know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Keith uh, talks about so uh, so you just mentioned there, Sam, about the idea of um, PLO sort of becoming more popular uh, amongst recreational players. Now, part of that's because it's harder to solve, so you feel like it'll be around for a little longer. Um, and is it? Can you talk? a little bit more about that or why why it might be gaining popularity well well uh, yeah I, I believe one of the reasons definitely is because no limit is getting quite rocky i mean even the recreational players no limit seems to know quite a lot nowadays and i'm, I'm kind of a recreational player nowadays in no limit hold and i certainly still think that i know something of the game <laughs> but uh, in plo it's so much less solved and uh it's also a lot more action and like like uh, Steve you you told me in your games like 90% of the guys are playing pretty much every hand with limp so you're, you're gonna see that way more in PLO because you don't get punished as quickly because some of those garbage hands that you shouldn't be limping are gonna hit and you're gonna right. get some returns and that's gonna create this like uh, false image in your head that you should be playing this hand like you don't get punished as quickly in PLO than in No Limit Hold nowadays, I would, I would say. And that's partly because PLO is still quite a bit softer and partly because of the equity is running closer. Yeah, so let's, let's um, well, I have another question for you too before we get to some of the some of the questions in the chat. But, you know, I'm questioning about what I've noticed in PLO. And again, I'm playing the, the smaller stakes. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of the folks that are listening are also playing the smaller stakes. But it, my, my sense is that people really don't have the same uh, preflop balanced ranges like you'd see in No Limit Hold'em, where you're sort of mixing in three bed bluffs along with three bed value. It feels like when people raise in PLO, especially a three bet, you know, sort of thing, it's, it's always suited aces. It's always suited kings. It's always some monster hand. Uh, is, is that potentially a big hole in people's games that they're not balancing those ranges? Or is that more of what you'd expect in PLO is a more unbalanced raising range because the equities are so tight together? Uh, no, I, I mean you're you're definitely gonna see uh, definitely gonna see balanced ranges uh, at least on the stakes that I, I play. I mean even at the mid-stakes right. here here, but uh, and you can kind of quite easily attack if someone is only raising the aces. They're quite easy to play against, mm-hmm. you know, because you can just call them right. and navigate the flops. We get a get a tough one, tough tough flop for the aces and float him one one time or <laughs> whatever but you, you're gonna have some three bet bluffs or not necessarily three bet bluffs but you do have some four bet bluffs in PLO so I actually just yesterday or was today I can't remember played a hand where I four bet ace queen queen eight rainbow <laughs> it was a button against small blind and I had to kind of check it afterwards but it, it was four bet and then if the guy goes all in uh, I, I have to fold my hand. So you're going to have some some four-bet bluffs, definitely. And so that, that kind of leads into, like, one of the questions that Troy Troy asked one of our, our Australian friends, because um, he, he must be experiencing some of the same thing that I'm experiencing. At, at what stakes with PLO do you think that that bingo element does start to die down, where it feels like it's moving from we're all just seeing flops and seeing who, you know, who wins today to actually playing poker? At, at what stakes do you think that starts to change? Well, if I had to make a guess, 
I would mm-hmm. guess it's 25 cents, 50 cents, probably, because I know that there is some semi-professionals at least on, on those stakes. But then again, I, I, I haven't played for a while like that low, so I, I don't really know. Uh, I, I do play me- daily one, two, and there's definitely some guys who like like to bingo a lot. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't end there. It doesn't. So it's not, not yet. Not yet. You'll know yeah, when you see yeah. it. Uh, so, so guys, I, I think we got some of the questions answered in the chat too. There's some things about playing a position and popularity and things like that. Uh, another question, are you playing, I'm not sure what six mag zoom is. So if you don't know, let me know. We'll get clarity. But uh, are you playing six mag zoom or multi-tabling cash games? Um, at the moment, I'm trying to get the party pokers diamond elite. So that means $200,000 rake a year. And I'm playing fast forward tables mainly. So, I mean, in, in my most insane hour, I played nine fast forward tables at the same time. So that means I'm getting 1,600 hands per hour. Good God, that's insane. That's, that's why I'm actually rocking this because I got a tennis elbow. Because I have yeah. one of those mouses that you, you have shortcuts on, on, a, Is on that the side. Right? You yeah, need to get yeah, like some sort of me- like implant that just lets you work from your brain directly to the table. Nine tabling, a, a fast forward. That you, yeah, but, man, I, but I have I, to say I'm, I'm I'm pretty much breaking even. But there is a quite high incentive because the daily leaderboards that that we actually talked a bit earlier. So if you play one two and win the daily leaderboard, you get one thousand dollars from that straight away, and then some other like the two hundred k rate mark that I talked earlier the diamond elite you're gonna get thirty thousand dollars for hitting that so and for some of our for some of our members that aren't quite that familiar with the online system basically this is like a rake back program where the more you play the more points you accumulate you can actually even if you're breaking even on the tables you can profit pretty handsomely through the rake back program is that or is that right yeah so if i if i break even from the games I still usually generate rake something like 1.5 thousand and then I get the daily leaderboard win and I get half of that 1.5 thousand so that would mean that I get a 1.75k a day of grind even breaking even at 1 2 but you have to play quite a lot, and it's not. It's it's. it's, it's but what, yeah, what is quite a lot? Like I'm, I'm so in, I'm so encaptured by this now. Like, what what does that look like to get on a leaderboard? How much are you playing uh, on on a day like that? It depends quite a lot of the day. Like, uh, if the other guys are battling for it, really battling for it. So it's usually. I mean, I used to get away with like only eight hours a day, but now people. People have been starting to battle me a lot, so it's it's getting getting higher and higher <laughs> each day, and the year is ending, and I'm trying to hit the 200k rake, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's been a it's been a year. And the the higher the level, the higher the uh, the higher the stake you're playing, the more rake that gets counted. So you end up in a yes. race with the other players that are playing at the highest stakes. So in fact, even just breaking even at the highest possible stakes, playing defense enough that you can just win the rake back becomes kind of a skill in itself as opposed to taking some chances and exploiting those players. Is that right? Uh, well, yes, but uh, it's the daily leaderboards are capped by stakes. So one, two is the highest stake. You still have the leaderboard. 
I've been adding some 2.55, 510 tables there every once in a while because why not? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, the daily leaderboards is capped. And to make it also clear for people who aren't used to playing a lot of on online, uh, this fast forward game that he's talking about, it's also known as Zoom or known as Rush Poker when it came out on Full yeah. Tilt. It basically means that as soon as you decide you're folding a hand, you are moved to a brand new table with all of the player pools and dealt another hand immediately. So you never have any downtime. So he's playing nine hand, nine hands that are all in action at the exact same time. That is just phenomenal. I've never, I mean, I can barely handle doing two fast fold tables at the same time. Not that I'm any big deal, but nine is just incredible. It's probably, at this point, I have to say, it's probably not the smartest, even financially, for me. <laughs> I've been just like, I got this need to get the Diamond Elite at some point, then I mean, I've been just raking it in. I, I, I probably would be smarter to drop the 9 to 7 and kind of triple my win rate and <laughs> just lose a little bit of the rake. But... I, I I have to get the Diamond Elite because so one of the, the prizes, by the way, one of the prizes in the Diamond Elite package was a trip to Bahamas, which I which was like and a 5K tournament ticket, and that was a very big deal for me. Like I wanted to get to Bahamas. It's quite dark in Finland, and now I'm worried <laughs> for the COVID situation because party this year. They, they they held it at, at party poker. They just had some Bahamas theme. And next year, party poker better have it on, at, at the actual Bahamas. So, I, so the, I don't count it. Yeah. The, the theme isn't quite doing it. It's like getting to the no. final table. And they, they put on fake lights. Like, oh, yeah, a few little palm exactly. trees in the picture in the background. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah you go. background. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm in the Bahamas. I think it's, it's hilarious some of the uh, some of the comments coming through that that people are saying, uh, "Yeah, here you go. See, I'm in the Bahamas now. All of a sudden, I feel better about being in Minnesota now in the middle of December. All of a sudden, so like some of the people are saying, like you know, eight eight hours at sixteen hands an hour. That's crazy. That's amazing because you know, I mean, you read some of the stuff that you have to play. You have to do something ten thousand times to become an expert at it. Here you are doing that every day, <laughs> becoming an expert. But yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's fun just seeing some of the. Some of the some of the comments. I have, I have breaks. I, I have breaks when I go and scream into a pillow for uh, fifteen minutes, and then I come back. Is, is that because of the results, or is that just because you're so overwhelmed, tired? Just, just, just <laughs> well, try it, try it, Steve, and uh, then you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna find out. Dude, I can't. Okay, so we play these home games every night, right? Like on the Poker Stars, and then John has set up this thing. So on Saturdays, we do the home game, no limit hold'em, and then we practice. We have a practice game that we can do for the next monthly mixed game because I don't play mixed games. So I, I'm sitting yeah. here playing two screens, and I've got one is hold'em and one is five-card draw, and I'm all messed up like what it is. I'm like, I, it's a single draw, so I take the draw, and then I got like a nice straight flush draw combo. So I call yeah. this big bet, and then there's a showdown, and I'm like, oh, I have king high. Uh, so this, <laughs> I can't even do two tables of poker stars. I can't, I can't even imagine what you're doing. So no. If you want to stake yeah. me, uh, it would be the worst money you've ever spent. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I'm not I, sure about that. I have used my money spectacularly bad <laughs> in my time. What's the most spectacular thing you've done with your money, if you're willing to share? 
Well, well, one one thing that comes up to mind was this. Uh, I I was traveling to a ski resort at at Finland. It's like five hour drive, and I I was having beer at the back seat and kind of scrolling through the Facebook, and I saw my friend post an ice hockey tip there, which was like, let's say, team. Pittsburgh Green Wings is gonna win uh, Colorado Avalanche. Bet all your money in that one. And I was like, Fuck, sure, sure, <laughs> let's go. Bet quite a lot of money in it. And then just just kind of informed him that, uh, all right, yeah, I'm all in now. And he went, oh, 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 hell no, hell no. It's actually the other way around. It's actually the other way around. And sure, sure enough, sure enough, the the match match. Much went the other way around. Oh. I didn't catch that one. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> Chris, did you have something? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, actually, this relates. There was a, a question in the chat about whether, whether... I'll ask you this part first, and then the second part is, so do you, do you use a HUD while you're playing for PLO? I would if party would allow it. Okay. I have to say, though, that I'm not one of these HUD wizards. Right. I, I mean, I have built my own HUD, and... I kind of use it, but especially when I used to play heads up, I felt that every time when I need to do a decision and I go kind of, I'm not sure what to do, and I decide by heart, it's, it's, it goes the other way. Like, it, it's always doomed. Okay. When, when I have to go to my heart, it's always doomed. <laughs> well, so what, what if, if you don't use a HUD or what, it, so like if you're at a table and I'm kind of asking this sort of the opposite side of a recreational player playing PLO and you see somebody do, you know, this, the X, whatever X is in a PLO game. And you're like, I am at the right table because this person is making a gigantic mistake. What, what is that thing that you can like instantly say, this this person needs to improve a PLO or I'm at the right table because they're doing this one giant thing that they need to sort of well, do better. Well, probably the easiest is uh, limping. I don't I don't think strong pay, uh, players limp too much. Or like, there might be some guys who play maybe a bottom limp strategy, but if you're not playing like 10, 20 or higher, you shouldn't really worry about that and you can just count limping players usually as at least a bit weaker. Mm-hmm. So I, I would start with limping. Then it, then it goes to bed sizing and, and three bedding and, and stuff like that, like what bed sizes they use on a very dry board, for example. Mm-hmm. So, so we got we to gotta start wrapping up. This is so much fun. Um, I, there was, I, I may have missed other questions. Guys, grab me if I've missed any of the other questions in the chat. But there was one more that I thought was interesting. Um, and maybe you're the wrong person to ask about bankroll management based on what you said. I don't know. But, but ben, was, <laughs> ben was asking uh, if you'd recommend having a separate bankroll for PLO versus no limit hold'em. Or, you know, would you combine those? Any thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, I don't really, yeah, I, first of all, I'm probably not the, not the guy who, who you should be asking bankroll management, even though I'm, I'm, I'm better now. I'm, I'm much better now. Than good I to hear. Say. That's good to hear. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, because maybe the question is kind of like, because, you know, when you think about, like, no, when you think about like Hold'em tournaments, they sort of have these yeah. different, you know, like, hey, you should have X times, you know, your average buy-in, you know, as your bankroll. Uh, maybe for cash, they have a different sort of rules of thumb. Would, would you expect there to be? Yeah, different? yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. You, you're gonna need a bit bigger bankroll bankroll 
for PLO than Nolovich just because the variance is greater. Yep. But then again, if you're a good PLO player, your bin rate is likely going to be higher as well than in mm. Nolovich. So that kind of balances out. Still, I would, I would definitely suggest keeping a big, bigger bankroll for uh, yeah. PLO. Maybe double the NL, NL or something like that. Okay, good. Well, any other questions from the from the panel or from the, the folks listening in, Rob? Just a quick question. Do you play any heads-up PLO? Oh, uh, I, I do. Not not that much anymore or have been playing right now because of the rake thing. Rake thing. But yeah, I, I, I still love heads-up PLO and NL. I, can't, I know man. I can't make money anymore, but <laughs> PLO I still can maybe a bit. I can't imagine heads up PLO, but I know Phil Gelfond had a challenge where he went heads up PLO against any comers. And so it seemed really odd to be a heads up. I mean, what, how, how does heads up PLO work? I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> well, you kind of sit in and try to create as much pain as possible. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I have played a couple of hand against Phil on stars. And yeah, he, he, he is definitely, I mean, what he did at that, that challenge was just fantastic. I, I think. Mm -hmm. so I love that too. I think you got your t-shirt there. Inflict as much pain as possible. That's such well, a big, big question. So uh, yeah. Yeah. John just go there. And, well, yeah. I just have one more uh, question. Um, seems like they're five card Omaha or even occasionally six card Omaha is becoming more popular. Although that might be more so in the limit split pot games. Um, but if you go to a five card or a six card game, what type of adjustments would you anticipate would need to be made compared to four card? Well, in in all forms of poker, that's uh, it's it's kind of important that your cards play together. So in no limit hold'em, you're gonna want to have like check ten suited or pair or something like that. In PLO, that's gonna come even more important. So you want your all four cards working together. You're gonna want to have two suits or just like a basic check ten eight nine or whatever. In PLO five, it works the same way. When you add cards, you just want the hand to be nicely playable working working in uh, multiple levels that, that would be mine but then again i have to say there's few guys in our office that have specialized in plo5 i i play plo4 i mean i i play every now and now and now and again uh plo5 but that's not really my specialty so what does uh, so keith, keith asked you know what book or training aid would you recommend for a PLO rookie? So somebody sort of learning the game, obviously knowledge of poker, knowledge of Nolan Holden, but you know, wanting to get more involved in PLO, where would you send them to, to learn the game? Well, what I, what I use is this uh, PLO trainer. You can find the link at least on Beast of Poker and uh, just, just the Google. It's, Kind of like a solver, but uh, light version of it. So it's going to give you a perfect preflop solutions to basically every stack size you need and some basic flop spots as well. And if and there's so much, it's so much nicer to use than Monker or anything anything else. 
it's quite user friendly. So that's that's what I'm using now because I've been quite lazy, not not been doing my own simulations. So that's, that's it, it. Does sound like you've been pretty lazy. Yeah, it does sound like you've been kind of. I've been just up. playing. I've been just playing, but yeah, yeah. You From a study perspective, study well. you should study. <laughs> Well, all right, guys. So I guess let's just wrap it up here. We, we could talk again for hours and hours, but Sam, how do people connect with you? If they're like, man, I just kind of like how this guy thinks, or I want to learn the game, or, you know, where, where can they find you on social media, Twitch, whatever? Well, through Beast of Poker, probably. There is actually, if you're interested in PLO, you should check our Twitch out. It's usually me and some of my friends getting mildly drunk and playing high stakes PLO in some form or another. So... That's is the Twitch channel just Beast of Poker or what's Beast, the Twitch? Beast of Poker. Beast okay. of Poker, yeah. We actually, on our last Twitch, we actually had uh, Timothy Adams there with me and my friend. And we had we had some wine and played some heads up, No Limit and PLO. So that's that's still there up to watch. You're going to need to subscribe. That's $5, but it's six hours of pure madness, basically. <laughs> or Tim did very, very casual and very informative and me and my friend Sampo just kind of messing around and well that's great I mean, you've got a great great personality for it right just be it'd be fun to watch i think you know tune in there watch just have fun watching it but you're going to be learning some stuff just listening to these guys and and watching how they're playing so i'd highly recommend you guys check out beasts of poker uh at yeah. twitch.tv and they've got a website and the, the whole thing there as well uh so so my last thing for you sam i'd love to hear a little bit of finish uh I don't know what to have you say, but can you say like, uh, uh, thanks for listening to Rec Poker in, in Finnish? Ah, oh, sure. Kiitos, että kuuntelitte Rec Pokeria. That's so it. good. I, I understood the last part of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's fun, man. Well, thanks so much. You were an absolute delight to have on. Uh, hey, straight, thanks straight for having me. Your energy and, and your wisdom. And uh, clearly, you know, we're, we're, we're all kind of learning the game still. Some of us our longtime players, some of us are, are fairly new, some of us are pretty advanced, some of us fairly beginner, but uh, PLO, I mean, John Somsky, the great John Somsky, who says he's no big deal, is a big deal uh, in the Minnesota poker community, but he's kind of getting us involved more and more into mixed games, and so we're starting to uh, really see the merits of playing, just it helps our No Limit Hold'em game, just the strategy pieces of it, like you said, kind of thinking about how the hand coordinates with each other, but uh, we're finding a lot of enjoyment just playing mixed games, and so uh, it's that we're starting to Talk to people like you that we would otherwise would not attack to. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's definitely true. Like every piece of poker you learn, like it doesn't matter what what game. Like if you're picking up a new game, it's gonna help in all the other ones as well. You're you're not gonna be worse at no limit hold because you learn pot limit Maha. You're actually gonna be a lot better because of it. Yeah, and that's what I always said. I'm like, well, people would say, hey, you should play this mixed game or play Omaha. I'm like, I'm still trying to learn one game. And so I was very yeah. resistant. But since I have started playing it, uh, I've noticed that I have picked up some things that actually have helped me uh, in the No Limit Hold'em as well. So very, very cool. Yeah. Well, we got to have you on again at some point. Uh, hopefully you can uh, sure. you can travel to places that are just virtual, get you back to oh, Australia. It would be awesome. I miss live poker so much. Yeah, yeah. We, we all do too. We, we talk about I mean, this. A lot of us you know, got together to play like the end of February for a tournament locally in Minnesota. Uh, and that was the last time a lot of us played and we were just missing it. Now it's been nine months uh, and it's crazy. Yeah. Nine, 10 months. Yeah. Well, all the best, Sam. Uh, thanks again for jumping on here. We're going to do some, some rec poker nation community stuff. You're welcome to hang on, but uh, feel free to jump. I know you're trying to get to the elite level. Uh, so you got to go <laughs> put in your, you know, the, your other 10,000 hands today. <laughs> so, so thanks again. It's a grind. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm going to go.
That was great. Take Take care, care, Sam. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. So what, uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, I'm a kid in the candy store just talking to you guys. What are your reactions, Jonesy? Oh, I just, that was a delight of an interview. It really was (laughs) like, uh, wow. Yeah. I, I I mean, I, I, I can't imagine playing that many hands and my, my brain would just fry. It would just fry. Like, I mean, you just have to be, you just have to know the game so well and you have to be so comfortable in your decisions. You can't, there's like no thinking at that point. It's just reacting, reacting, reacting. So there's got to be a lot of off the felt work. And I, you know, he, he was a little sort of modest about like, oh, I just play, I just play. But I yeah. think there's a lot of work going into that. So uh, it, it was a great interview. Yeah, yeah I, didn't I, that, I didn't know what that Zoom thing was. I mean, you guys had talked about that before, but I didn't recognize the Zoom thing where he's playing eight tables, but it's not just playing a table and waiting. As soon as you get you hit fold, you get dealt more cards. I would never hit and, fold. I was so scared. You know, back in the day, <laughs> I could probably, and I couldn't do this now. Now, like two tables is my max, but I could maybe do four to five tables. I wow. occasionally did up to eight, but that was like mm. I don't think I was a winning player at eight. Mm-mm. I was just doing that, and I was trying to get some rake back point yep. kind of doing something stupid kind of like what he mentioned <laughs> totally um, but i that was all the normal you know just wait and play so you don't yeah. have a hand in maybe half of the games at most at once but when i went to play i played you know zoom or these fast fold games and playing two tables is about all i can handle and that's almost too much for me i'm much more comfortable at that form just playing one at a time because again you do get another card yeah right all the time yeah 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 i think anyone who wants to go out and try that just for fun at the lowest six i I encourage you to do that it'll be an interesting little lesson in multitasking record yourself doing it like we want to see you record yourself doing it like i feel like i want to go do that and just see what happens but yeah I, I used to back in like 2013 i would two table zoom and like or uh like that was that and i think i was a winning player at that point but anything more than that you like you're just in a tough decision every second of the time like it's 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 insane it's insane it's insane rob, is that something you've done rob yeah i've done it they had they have these uh i can't, can't remember what they're called now on acr where you can win um a next level up if you yep. get to a certain amount of chips and it, it's like this the minute you fold you're in a new hand and it's actually i think it's pretty easy because you just get crap cards you, you know two seven you just fold boom. you know you just <laughs> boom, boom. it's very easy to be disciplined and wait till you get a good hand and you get kind of a nice uh, hand that somebody raises you go well shit, it's not good anymore and then you fold that <laughs> out of the next or this is you just decide, I'm just going to play until I get aces again. And <laughs> normally, you know, that might be all day that you'd have to play to do that. But in fast fold poker, you can get through those 221 hands pretty darn quick. <laughs> you bring Plus up a great a different... point. Like, yeah, you're, you're going to be less, less uh, tempted to play the old queen 10 early position like you might yeah. be if you're playing single table kind of board. Yeah, and, and oh, you yeah. get a new new table every time. So you don't actually get a chance to establish an image or get notes on anybody. And even if you're using a HUD, it might it, often the way the HUDs work is they update to the last hand. And so you still don't actually have any usable information on the people on the table in front of you. So it, it, it's a, you have to play against the player pool rather than against the uh, player. So it's very, very different strategy. 
Yeah, well, good, good stuff, guys. That was super fun and a lot of great chat going on. I wish you could just read the chat to everybody, but a lot of good stuff. We got uh, Ben and Doug, Keith, Martha, and Troy all in the chat kind of uh, making some great comments. So if you're a member, man, you guys should be jumping in here uh, on these recordings. So a lot of good stuff happening uh, with that deal. Yeah, and, and to bring that point up, uh, we do have our – it's time for our, our – I guess, drawing winner. What do we call yeah. this? This is a giveaway. Giveaway. Uh, giveaway. It's just a giveaway. It's a giveaway of a coupon, a $50 discount uh, or redemption, I guess, a refund if you already bought it, uh, but to the free JAT and training course. So Jim is going to do his magic uh, nerd die, uh, which I probably is just a regular die tonight. This one's just a regular die. If we had one fewer people, I got to use my nerdy four person, my four die. And if we had a couple more, I could do my nerdy eight die, but I'm just going to use my normal old fashioned six die for this. All right. So this is for a $50 uh, discount coupon off the free gen training course. That's right. We'll strike the six and we'll just go down alphabetically from five. It is a one. Ben, nice. Ben Enslow gets 50 bucks off the training course. Uh, ben sends uh, Jim at rec.poker an email just to get that into the system and I'll update it in the spreadsheet there. Congratulations. You are going to love that course, man. You are, <laughs> Ben and I have been talking in a lot of these study sessions that we're doing and some of the other uh, um, learning things that Chris is running and Rob's running. And uh, Ben, you, you're going to really enjoy that course. So yeah, I've gotten, he, so, so Fried has sent me three of the recordings from prior course. And uh, it's like, it's fantastic. The, the training is great. It's very interactive. Uh, his personality shines through people are really engaged. So uh, super excited. I uh, kind of can't wait for February to, to get here so we can do that course, but let's, uh, so let's transition. We can talk a little bit about that, but maybe let's just jump into the, the home game stuff. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll let John, John, do you want to be good cop, bad cop? Do you want me to be the bad cop first and tell people what they should do? Or do you want to, <laughs> sure, do you, do? you start off as bad cop and then I'll be bad cop. <laughs> well, so John's figured out this whole thing and we've been reminding you guys forever. And uh, frankly, I've been helping people uh, that struggle with some of the technology and I'm willing to do this, but uh, so you got to play the home games. This episode is going to release on December 29th. That means you have two days. If you are still I'm not going to be in the new home game. Oh, Rob, I can hear your background. There. Um, but, uh, but, but you got to get stuff figured out. So here's the deal. Uh, if you do not have your poker stars, alias, your username in your rec poker account, which is free by the way, to get your rec poker account, you have to put that alias in your rec poker profile. You go in there, there's a profile where you put your name, your email, whatever that your whatever your stuff you have in there. There's kind of this extra button. You can it's sort of an extended profile. You click on that, and where it says Poker Stars username, you put that in there. It has to be exactly the same as your Poker Stars username. I've had some a couple of misspaces and misspellings and that sort of thing. Uh, get it right uh, because that's going to be our connect the dot sort of thing. These two. We don't know if you're in both places unless you do that. And again, uh, you can listen to my diatribe several weeks ago about why this is important. We're not just trying to cause pain. This is about building community. It's about being able to record results. It's about being able to aggregate results and do all kinds of fun stuff at our award show. And we're, we're pushing people to do that because it's that important to sort of our overall model of community. So uh, I'm kind of being the bad cop saying, get it out there, get it done. Um, if you don't, if you think, ah, well, I'm not going to worry about that. You can do that, but January 1st, when you go try to pop in the home game, you're going to be suspended, uh, and you're going to say, what's going on? And we're going to have about 150 of you that are going to say that. Uh, so we're trying to reduce that number so that between 8 o'clock and 8.40 p.m. that on January 1st, John and I aren't scrambling to get everybody signed up. So please do that and tell your friends. John has been putting out lists 
uh, on Discord, on Facebook, on Twitter, of who's, who we don't have that information for. If you're on that list, then, and you don't think you should be, then reach out to us. Steve at Rec.Poker. We'll figure it out. So <clears throat> there's the bad cop stuff. John, what's the good news? Uh, you know how we can't actually let John say anything without interrupting him. So <laughs> I'll, I'll step in and be the medium cop here for a second and just point out that on the first Wednesday of January is the monthly No Limit Hold'em series, the first game of 2021. So if you're not in the club by the first Wednesday in January, you're going to lose a chance to win some player of the year points, a whole one twelfth of the available player of the year points for well, the entire help, year. This might help me. So <laughs> what am I doing? I could have maybe made it if we cut up the first yeah. one. Well, is, are, is, That's a good point. Jamel and Taylor, have they signed up yet? Cause don't tell them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might just suspend them anyway. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't let that be you, folks. You want trust me. This is a tough pool. You need every twelve. You need each one of those twelve months to win your way into the final uh, in December. So don't miss the first Wednesday of the month. Get yourself in the club. Thanks, guys. All right, John. Good. You can be the good cop now. Well, you know, before I'm the good cop, I need to read a little bit of the chat and be a little bit of a bad cop. We had a, a request from. Uh, Doug Drabeck, who's right. also known as um, Magra44, if we could rename all of the home games, <laughs> games because he does much better in those. Yeah. I don't think anyone has less of a leg to stand on yeah. what about are you talking complaining about? about not doing well enough in the home games oh than God. Doug Drabeck. Doug Drabeck. So, uh, no, we are not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sorry, I Doug. Just, you only have 10 wins in the, the regular nightly series. Sorry, you're so <laughs> <Yeah>. bad <in> those. <laughs> We might have to rename them to something like, this is the Unlucky for Doug series or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, we do have, just to let you know where we're sitting as of today, we have uh, 314 people in our home game club. 150 of those people are safe. You've done everything you need to do. Nice. Come January, you're going to be there. But that means January morning, I need to go through and click a resign button 164 times for mm. the other 164 people. Mm. So please just sign up before then. It will make my life easier. It'll make your life easier. Um, there's a, a, a little tutorial there on how to fill out the information on the page. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible. If anything's not easier, or if anyone has gone through this and says, you know what, what would make this easier? Let us know. Cause we're trying to make this as painless of a po uh, process as possible. Yeah. yeah basically we're going to assume, we're going to assume you just don't like John. If you don't yeah. do it, John, we're going to start taking this personally. Why do you not like John? Why do you hate John so much? Let's yeah. that hasn't done this. He's the nicest guy like, in poker. What's going on? You know, I, I, I could actually understand that, but remember this also affects the rest of the panel too. So the right. members of the panel that you do like, you know, <laughs> It's because you know I'm going to be from 8 o'clock to 8.40 having all of these emails that come to me, and then it'll happen, yep. and I'm ready for it. I probably won't even play that night, but there'll be a bunch of them saying, why am I suspended? Uh, so, yeah, it, it, you know, there's, there's a lot of steps because we really tried to detail it out to make it really user-friendly, but, 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 but practically it's very simple. Go to your Rec.Poker membership profile and add your PokerStars username. Like, that's it. The rest of it is all the details on how to get that done. So if you look at it and say, well, that's daunting, but philosophically, it's not that much that we're asking you to do. So, 
Okay, now let's actually get to the results that we started about a half an hour ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we had our very first No Limit Hold'em Championship Series Tournament of Champions yeah. on Wednesday, December 16th. For this, we allowed 18 players into there, and there were six alternates waiting in the wings. Only one of those alternates actually got to play, and wow. 17 of the people signed up. And none other than Walk This Way, Steve Olson Way to go. won the very first inaugural No Limit Hold'em Tournament of Ser- uh, Champions nice run, Series. Nice, nice job, run. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never met Steve Olson, but I've seen Walk This Way around the tables since like we started this thing, and he's a, he's a killer. Way to go, Steve. That was awesome. Yeah, he was playing a lot early on, and yep. the last few months he hasn't been playing as often. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to come he- and have him uh come back and play although given that he won i was kind of regretting that you know i had to nudge him a couple of times to make sure he actually signed up i I would like to know if steve if you're listening i'd like to know if you're wearing the rec poker sweatshirt or the thin lizzy sweatshirt he's sort of known in these parts for the thin lizzy sweatshirt so that's what i want i want to know (laughs) and this last week we also had another tournament of champions it was our daily series tournament of champions on monday december 14th and Gloves 1010, Colin Anderson won his very first Tournament of Champions. And, of course, both of these players got the coveted silver pin. <laughs> nice. Or will get it eventually. And mm. Colin finished second the, the month before, so real nice. Yeah, run. Colin's been on a killer run. I take my hat off, but my headset's in the way. Hats off to you, Yeah, Colin. and I, I'll have you know that, you know, a week or two ago, I called dibs on both of these tournaments. <laughs> That's so, true. It must be that no one honors dibs anymore. It's yeah. just... The rules of dibs are pretty clear. I know. I called it, I, but no one else accommodated. Right, Doug. Shotgun. Okay. Exactly. That's the reference. The rules of shotgun are very nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, uh, on our daily series, December 14th, I hate to lose. William Alexander got his fifth title. Hmm. Tech Geek 65, Jacob Kike, got his ninth Daily Series title. Glassjaw 22222 <laughs> got his first Daily Series title. Licorice Guy, David Stevens, got nice his second Daily Series title. Hiker Hiker 10 got his second, daily, his or her second or her. Series title. Yep, you got to keep me honest there. Um <laughs> McVean, Chad McVean got his third daily nice. series title. Nice. And uh, I Hate to Lose, William Alexander won his first daily mixed title. That's the wow. practice mix game that we talked wow. about. Uh, Illy Chippies, Jill Burke got her f- first daily series international title. And those are the games that we play on Saturdays at 8 a.m. Central Time and 2 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, Megra44, this comes from him complaining about not winning enough. He did win his seventh daily or international series title, Doug Grayback. And he also wins the Sportsmanship Award, I think, uh, in that particular tournament where uh, Doug felt like he did win it and he earned it, but he thought that someone else had done a really good job and uh, he wanted to draw our attention to the fact that maybe someone else should have gotten that pin. So, Doug, nicely done, sir, but you won that. You deserve it and you win that, wear that pin with pride. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why we're not putting an asterisk next to this one, even though I wanted to. Um, (laughs) Then... (laughs) 
pulling up the rear, we have Graphic 16, Roger Shute, got his eighth Daily Series win. So we're, we're getting a lot of people. Um, next year, what I'm planning on doing is I'm going to be announcing what you have won in that year. I'll also have the numbers for lifetime. Hmm. But so everyone has a chance to start fresh. And in 2021, you can be the one who wins the most games that year. You'll be at the same starting point that Doug Drabeck is on January Oof. 1st. Man, so, good luck anyway. Good Lord. Take <laughs> the use of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great stuff there as always, John. Amazing. Uh, how many tournaments? Like, you know, a year ago, who would have imagined – uh, we were running nine tournaments or a week, sometimes more, with the tournament champions and having the turnout that we're having. It's been it's been super fun. Uh, I, I know people are loving it. Um, I, I have I, I won't say names just in case they're wondering, but like I know we have about eight people playing every night that are that are senior citizens that are like 80, 80 years old and plus that are part of this group. I didn't realize this until recently. <laughs> Um, that they're all, yeah, Rob and Rob and his buddies. Um, but, but no, that are, that are playing this and they're like loving it because they're getting this interaction. And thank you to all of your people out there that are making comments out there and stuff that are, people are just enjoying that, that interaction. They're playing online poker for free at rec poker. Uh, they're, they're shut in right now because of COVID and just life. Uh, and there's a group of them that are playing this thing kind of together and they're loving it. And so, uh, super excited that we could bring that gift to people. And so just keep being a positive community out there. Uh, people are people are digging it, and that's that's really what differentiates us. So uh, keep being friendly and keep being fun, and and to shout out to you guys out there, uh, you know who you are. Um, uh, just delighted to, that you're part of this journey with us. All right, John. Anything else on the home game front? I think we no, only spent about twenty we, minutes on that, so we're probably good. Yeah, I think we covered it. <laughs> good stuff, man. All right, fantastic. Well, who else has some things to chat about? Well, Troy has a question in the chat about uh, getting feedback on the survey. So ah. we did send out a survey to get some nominations for yeah. some categories because we're doing this Rec Poker Awards on January 27th. And uh, so by the time you hear this, you should still be able to vote, I think, on some of the win- some of the nominees in those categories. So, Steve, I don't know if you want to yeah, talk I'm, a little I'm, bit more about that. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just looking up something. Um so yeah, so by the time you hear this, so we, we sent out the, the uh, survey, we've gotten at least, done at least 30 responses that I've last heard of from people. And that was really about soliciting some ideas for nominees for them. Uh, I'm not sure, probably a week from now, the 29th, it'll be close. So we'll either be still be looking for that or we'll have sent out a new survey that's saying, all right, it's time to vote. Uh, we have created our nominees and some of those categories we're going to put out and have Rec Poker Nation vote on those who should win this thing. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, the most creative username, whether it's the, the performance of the year, which, by the way, a Jacob Kecky or Keek, uh, you know, for somebody who's just started half the year in, nine wins now, uh, he's got to be considered to get the Mager thing going on. You've got what Mike Patrick's done in the mixed game. So a lot of really cool things coming up. But anyway, to answer your question, uh, yeah, good, good feedback, good participation. But the next survey will be about a vote for the winner. Um, so that'll be super fun. And, and I just want to, since we're talking about the award show real quick, uh, again, it's January 27th. It's going to be super fun. We're planning on 90 minutes. It's going to be action packed front to end. I think right now we probably got about four hours of stuff planned. So we'll be carving <laughs> that. I mean, I don't, Jim, you saw what these, what, what Daniel yeah. and have come up with and it's amazing. We're like, we got to rein this in a little bit because it's so much fun, but here's a list of folks that have agreed to present awards for us that night. Uh, so far, we've got commitments from Adam Friedman, 
three-time WSOP Bracelet winner Merv Harvey, a running aces, Chad Holloway from Poker News, K.L. Clayton, Dutch Boyd, Chris Moneymaker, Robbie Straczynski, Elliot Rowe, Diva Byrne, Dara O'Kearney, Nate Mavis, Jonathan Little, Zach Elwood, Tommy Angelo, Sky Matsuhashi, and Lexi Gavin. So far, those are the folks that are going to be presenting awards to our winners. So uh, it's going to be a blast, you guys. I'm super excited. It's going to be so much fun. It's such a cool crowd coming. And uh, I know we've got so many great uh, members here at Rec Poker Nation that I can't wait to kind of single out and celebrate and uh, get to know a little better too. And I mean, we've got four hours just of giveaways. I don't know how we're going to cram that into 90 minutes, but you definitely want to be there from the start to the finish. Let me put it that way. Yeah, good point. What else? What other news we got? So uh, anything else going on, Chris? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, January's coming. Um, I think we're, we've got a really excited, we're going to be doing, I think as we're kind of really thinking about 2021, I think it's going to be, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think at some point 2021 is going to be kind of the return to live yes. poker. I think that's going to happen at some point. I think it's going to be a really exciting thing for us, for our community, for the whole poker community. Um, so we're going to focus our January seminar on one that um, people asked for sort of pre-COVID, but I think it's still very relevant, especially as we're kind of gearing up for that. So it's going to be all about tells and reads. Um, and to help us out with that seminar, we've actually got uh, the, I don't know if Mike Carroll or Zach Elwood is the godfather of tells, but Zach Elwood's going to be joining us for that. So um, our plan for the seminar is to have uh, a good segment and conversation with him. And then we're going to actually go through and we're going to look at a couple of uh, live tables uh, and have the whole panel kind of look at the, you know, not really looking at the hands, not really looking at analyzing, you know, flop texture and that kind of thing, but just really looking at the behaviors of players and like what's going on at the table and talking about some of that thought process. So I, that should be a really fun seminar, be a, kind of a different format than one we've ever done before, but I think it'll be, kind of a fun one to look forward to and premium members get to come and join us for those seminars so just in case you wanted to spend an hour talking with with zach elwood about poker tells i mean come and join us for that that sounds like a pretty amazing time i am so excited for the seminar yeah. yeah, we should we should give away. I've still got a few of his books, like once before, like last year, a couple of years ago, he gave us a bunch of books. We gave a bunch away. I still got a couple more. So uh, watch for more giveaways on, on that stuff too. It's really, really good stuff. Awesome, Chris. Anything else? Uh, Rob, anything on the book study we need to know about? Uh, well, we probably have uh, another two sessions, um, probably one session for the first week of January. And the third week of January, I'd like to get Fox on and do a QA to kind of complete the whole process. So giving Jim a heads up because I know he's the scheduling maven that we have here. Got it. And uh, if he can schedule Fox for that second Wednesday or third Wednesday of January, we can wrap that up before we go into the varied uh, uh, training that starts in February, right? Yeah. So as soon as as soon as that's done, then we'll we'll look for another book, and uh, we've got some suggestions from some of our members. Uh, the more suggestions, the better, and we'll see what we can uh, find that everybody is really excited to get into, and we'll get into it. Awesome. And yeah, we are just a note to our uh, premium members. We are going to be taking the month of February off our Wednesday night rotation. So the book study, the focus, the strat chat, um, those will be deferred to make room for this free chat. And of course it's happening on Wednesday and Friday evenings, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it'll be missing, but it'll be back in no time. And uh, you can always email Rob at rec.poker if you need a little Rob fix. Tell, tell him you're missing. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's, you know, he's out on the road right now. He's binking tournaments anyway. Congratulations, Rob. Yeah, man. Especially on the, the Orleans win. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun playing live again, even though you're separated by a plexiglass and, uh, you know, I'm hitting my hands with the disinfectant every uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, it's, it's uh, you know, it's interesting, definitely. When I when I when I saw that, I mean, it made me want to go to the basement and get some poker chips and see if I can still shuffle them. Like, you know, I mean, I haven't shuffled chips now for for ten months or whatever, so I don't know if I still can. Got to keep your fingers dexterous. Oh, look at the Joe! Got to buy the computer. Right? Yes. Keep, keep it rolling here. Dude, that's much cooler that's than I, dice. That's much cooler oh, that, than dice. That's how I learned is uh, while I was playing online. I yeah. had some poker yeah, yeah, yeah. chips and I was just sit there shuffle them online long before I ever tried it live. Jonesy, I want to. I want to hear that. I don't know if I could hear that through your microphone. I want to hear chip shuffling. It's been so long. Can I hear it or no? I don't know. Can you hear? No. 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 It's, pretty, it's a pretty one-way mic microphone. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's on purpose. <laughs> I could lean down by the chips, but that might get a little weird. Our, our, our man Ben in the chat says that's how he learned to do it too. He always keeps a stack going by the desktop when he's when he's rocking online. Good for you, Ben. That's awesome. Ooh, yes, these guys are amazing. All right. Well, good stuff, Rob. Yeah. Thanks. Perfect timing uh, with the Freed stuff. And just to mention that, I guess the, the Freed, if we haven't announced it enough, uh, it's rocking and rolling. We're filling up spots. I think we've got about 10 spots that are gone uh, and it will be limited. We haven't set that cap yet, but I know it's going to be limited. He likes to have some interaction with folks. Uh, so we're still working through what that number is going to be. Um, but if, if you're curious about the thing, if you have any questions, go to rec.poker. We got to go to the shop. We got the free training stuff out there. Uh, there's discounts for being uh, for signing up before the end of December. There's discounts for becoming a free member, a premium member, uh, all kinds of discounts available. And then we got all these giveaways and coupons that we're giving out all over the place. If you're not paying attention, uh, we're putting Jim is putting Easter eggs all over the place too. So in the Twerp newsletter, on the forums, uh, there there's different places where just are hidden little things that say do this thing. Uh, you get entered in the drawing, and then every week uh, we do a Facebook Live. We pull a name out of the hat, and that's fifty bucks off the course. If you've already bought the course, uh, we'll just refund you the money. Uh, so it's not like you're going to lose it. Uh, so sign up. If, you're, if you want to sign up, get your spot now. Uh, it locks it in. I guess, yeah, this airs on the 29th. Uh, so by the end of the year, it's going to be 50 bucks more. Not a ton more, but uh, it all helps right around Christmas. So uh, it would be nice to save yourself 50 bucks and get signed up now. Um, anything else uh, that's, that we need to chat about, guys? I see heads shaking. Anybody in the chat? Anything that were any questions? Anything we're missing there? Uh, pop it in there. Okay. Uh, well, with that, uh, why don't we, I'm going to give Jim a, a, some sort of a cue. My hand just turned green. That's really weird. Um, we'll give Jim some sort of a cue here. Cue here. Oh, he started it already. Well, okay. Well, I'll just talk once over, uh, but I'm not going to be rushed. This guy, he says, he says, he says, give me a cue. You did. Well, you I, waved. You said, I'm Jimmy. I'm giving Jim a cue, and you waved. I did. Oh, one of these I, days. I'm on you know, Jim's side here. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Steve. When I say the word running aces, that's the cue, but now that was my fault. I did wave. I meant, hey, I'll give you a cue, and then I got all excited about my hand turning green. Uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm just going to pay attention. Twice. Let's, I think let's do it twice. We'll take you behind the curtain because in the forums episode we recorded last time, I missed the intro one. So you, your audience is due one extra <laughs> credits tune. You let we'll me do know. it twice. Is that what we're saying? That's what we're yeah. going to say. All right, so you, when, you, I do, when I do this, see, this is, this is, this is great. Yeah, he's going to do what, it again. When, when I, I say, Mark, 
All right, guys. Well, that's enough of that. All right. So go to rec.poker, check it out, sign up for the newsletter. Thanks to our sponsors running he started it again. Thanks to our sponsors running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel website and Learn Pro Poker, the small small business community. Uh, thanks to our guest, but now it's super fun to have Sam on here. I don't know why you did that again there, Jim. That one clearly was not my fault, but thanks to Samuli Sipala. Uh, known as Sam from from Finland, fantastic guest. Thanks to our panel, uh, Jim, Chris, John, Rob. Thanks to the folks that joined us in the chat. That was super fun. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Stay <laughs> <Take> care. <laughs>